I got a message for your American buddy. I'm your wife, damn it! Ah, would have to go up to the wives in the library or the supermarket and say hello. I am new here. I know, George, you think I don't know anything, but I know people. I get 18 years of my life to stand in the same spot as you. You want your file? I found you your file. You want it out? I got you out. You needed money? I found you some. Now, let's face it here. I've got to, you know, latch on to something in my life. Oh, yeah, you blind. No use to try to sweet talk me, Miss Scarlett. I know you ever since I put the first pair of diapers on you. Who was going to love me? Who, who was going to make me feel good? I wish I had a mother like me instead of nice. Nice gets you shit. I got a two-inch thick solo in steak. Sit and defrost and wait this minute. When you and Guy come over and supple with us tonight, what do you say? Hello and welcome to another episode of the Best Supporting Podcast, a podcast dedicated to celebrating and dissecting the performances of our favorite Best Supporting Actresses. My name is Nick Kachanov, and where are the crayons? <laughs> and my name is Colin Drucker, and I'm not Ruth Buzzy standing here. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I don't know who Ruth Buzzy, Buzzy is, which will come to a surprise to no one, but it sounds like a, like a bra that I should know. Yeah, I mean, she was like... I don't know the whole story, but I know Ruth Buzzy was sort of a comedian in like the 60s and the 70s. And she showed up at a lot of those like the roast of like Sammy Davis Jr., the roast of like, uh, you know, Dean Martin. And she she kind of had this like housewife with a hairnet on hitting people with her purse kind of shtick. Oh, I was just going to make a Mrs. Maisel reference, but you have not seen it. It reminds me almost a little bit of uh, Jane Lynch's character in... Mrs. Maisel she plays like a hot like she plays like this not southern but um this just really blue collar woman but like in real life she's like a millionaire off stage too she just like puts on this persona for the stage anyways mm. it could be Mrs. inspired Maisel. that's you know that may be what it is I yeah one of these days I'm gonna have to just give in and watch the I know. fucking marvelous Mrs. Maisel <laughs> Is that what this world is coming to? Yeah. 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 Well, how are you, Colin? I'm Happy good. Wednesday. I'm good. I'm good. I'm uh we, we're having our own little wet hot American summer with whatever tropical yeah. storm that just blew through. Um yeah. which folks would call a clever tie-in to this week's episode. Hey. <laughs> hey yo. Um and how are you? I'm good. I'm on vacation this week, mm. so I am living it up on my staycation. Uh, we've been off, I guess, like last Friday was my last day of work for Keanu and I, uh, and then we have all of this week. We had like the weekend, all of this week, and then next weekend as well, too, so it's, oh. it's a nice stretch of time. Yeah, so we had talked about this last week in the Hello, My Name is Doris episode. This is your retiree staycation. And yeah. you and Keon were trying to navigate, like, okay, how do we do this? And now, halfway through, have you? Yeah. What have you figured out? Um, I had a lot of it's. It's different. Like, here's what I'll say. It's it's not as fun as like going to the beach or like going to Europe or like anywhere. Of course, and I knew that, and I I'm not really even like whining about it. I have this like little bit of a like balled up anxiety, and I don't know over what. It's like mm. maybe the fact that I'm still at home. I feel like I have something to do every day, and I can't shake that. Mm -hmm. Um, there are like a couple obligations, like recording the podcast this week, and then we had to work out with our trainer still. Although I didn't work out yesterday, I was like, I don't care. I'm like, I'm gonna work out one day this yeah, week. Yeah, it's vacation. Yeah, yeah, because when you go on vacation, you just kind of shirk all your responsibilities. You don't have to do laundry. You just like pack up and go. So the fact that like I did laundry, and then we're like, 
I'm like cleaning the house up a little bit. It's I'm not complaining. It sounds like I'm whining. It's just a difference uh, experience. And but we're keeping busy. We've mm-hmm. done a lot of uh, thrift store shopping. We've, That's fun. Uh, Did you get the pancakes? Food. Uh, the pancakes? Did I make the pancakes? Did you go to Pamela's and get the pancakes? No, not yet. Uh, yeah. We've been um, we've been sleeping in a lot. And Keon also, because he's Keon, is intermittent fasting still, even on vacation. <laughs> so I'm the only one eating breakfast. Oh, my God. Uh, I know. He's doing a 16-8. Like, <laughs> I know. I'm pouring my coffee. I'm like, well, you really know how to ruin a morning. That's yeah. what I said to him the other day. Because I was like ready to make pancakes and homemade hash browns in the air fryer. Ooh, um, yeah, they're really they're really good. If you ever have like potatoes or well, I mean just potatoes, I guess you yeah. can make hash browns or whatever whatever you want. But um, yeah, just uh, if you have a cheese grater, just grate them up, put some olive oil on them, and slap them in the air fryer. It oh, is good. The air fryer, my. I- I had an air fryer. I had like a starter air fryer and it was like, it was good. It like got me used to the idea of it. And then for my birthday, you know, my, my mom at this point, she's like, just, she's finally 35 years old. She's finally arrived at the place we both needed her to be at of like, just tell me what you want and I'll send it to you. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> let's not do this guessing game. I know you don't want that sweater. And I was like, you yeah, know, I'd love a new air fryer. And so she got me this like really nice one that has like a few different settings on it. Like it was a, a nice. step up from the last one. And yeah, I mean, like move over toaster oven, which used to be my like unsung hero of the kitchen, the toaster oven. And I, the air fryer is where it's at. Yeah, it is. My yeah. my friend or uh, Jamie, who you met when you were in Pittsburgh, she has like like a six in one air fryer. It's mm-hmm. crazy. It takes up like the whole counter, and it's like a it's like a toaster, and it's a it's an instant pot and it's also like an air fryer and it's also a I almost said dehumidifier but what is it what am I, dehydrator dehydrator like yeah. for yeah for fruits and stuffs and I'm like what yeah I just said fruits and stuffs fruits and stuffs you stuff you dehydrate fruits and stuffs oh lord I'm like not used to waking up this early we've been waking up at like 9:30 or 10 which has been so lovely. And, oh, uh, yeah, we could have pushed this back. We could have. No, know. it's fine. I'd rather um, bang it out and then just uh, chill. Yeah, enjoy the rest of your day. Well, yeah. with that being said, let's get into it. Uh, yeah. Not to be so squirrel friends about it, but let's. I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> let's get into it. Um, <laughs> doing a little opening of a can sound. Yes. Um, <laughs> honka, honka. Honka, honka. Um, get that. <laughs> So we are, of course, here today to talk about the BSAs of Wet Hot American Summer. Yes, um, which was a movie that I think I had I discovered I think in college um, because I was, and I can't remember what year, may have been sophomore, sophomore year of college, maybe, where I was in a production of a play written i think by the director david wayne or by michael showalter or by like all you know a whole bunch of them you know from the state and it was this insane play called sex aka wieners and boobies and i feel Sounds like about right yeah, yeah yeah and it was a you know it was a such a typical college experience you know i played a handful of characters one of them was named penis pants so it's fun to tell my parents about that yeah but um that was kind of wet hot american summer was almost like homework for you know, sure. for that, it's kind of understand the tone and and whatnot, and I don't think I had really seen the movie much since then. And Act One Gun, boy, does time change things. But I'll leave it at that. <laughs> uh, what's your experience with this movie? 
I was trying to think of when I started, when I first watched it. I feel it was probably around the same time, but I feel I was also out of college. I feel like someone said it was, of course, one of those like, you've never seen this movie. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I didn't. And now I had. And I watched it probably like a couple times, not necessarily like in a row, but like there was a good five year stretch where I'd at least seen it like probably a handful of times, if not a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I remember I, I am more um, intrigued by this movie just for the sheer fact of like the cast of just like a bunch of weirdos getting together and making this movie and especially now looking at this cast and how far some people have come Mm -hmm. and because almost everyone in this movie has some sort of like vehicle or has been on tv uh, or in movies some oscar nominees even Mm -hmm. Uh, and it's cool to see um and it's it is in ways my type of like wacky humor there are times where i'm like okay the space station thing is a little crazy i think i need to be a little bit more stone for this one mm-hmm. but um but for most of it like there are there are moments where i still laugh hard in this movie mm-hmm. um so over time I, even as i was writing i was like giddy as i was th- and it's mainly the women and which we're here to talk about yes too. yes um, uh, but there's a couple of male performances. There's one male performance that actually made my top five, Colin. So look out. Yeah. No, I ha- I have to say my my main idea, my main thoughts was like, yeah, the women remain the funniest part of this movie to me with a couple male exceptions. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I uh, I think that you certainly nailed it that this is a this is a really good movie to watch when you're stoned. I think. Yeah. This is a great stoned movie because it, the way that it fucks with logic and with time and with narrative is like all of that stuff. It's all of those notes that just like suddenly make a strange kind of sense when you're stoned because you're just like on board for that weird way of looking at things. So yeah. pick the wrong time to quit smoking pot. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Come, come on. on. You know, it's like <laughs> there's never a good time. But after this movie might have been the better time. But oh, yeah. I... um. Yeah, and I, I, I was surprised. I mean, there were certainly still elements of this that I thought were really funny, but there were elements of it as well that I was like, oh, this is, like, it's not the same brand of humor as, like, a Will Ferrell, like, stepbrothers kind of thing, like a, like a mean man-child kind of humor, but there, sure. it's, like a, it's like a weird cousin of it where there's a, there's a dude humor element where I'm like, oh... Yeah, that's a thing where like straight men think if they're just really loud and make big faces, it's funny, you know. Yeah, I know what you mean. I, I have an interesting past with um, Will Ferry. Will Ferry. Ooh. <laughs> that's what I call them around here. Yeah, right. <laughs> Will Ferrell movies because I quite like some of them. Sorry, my chair is super squeaky here. It's all right. Um, I. I mean, I don't, I don't live and die by them, but I, I do like Step Brothers a lot. Um, and I know that's a crazy sentence coming out of my mouth. Um, hey, we all have our thing. Yeah, I think Anchorman had a time and a place. It reminds me of um, like Austin Powers. You know yes. what I mean? Like how that movie was like the movie and everyone was quoting it. But like, I'm not going to sit around with like my straight friends and quote Anchorman for like seven years. You know mm. what I mean? Like that's, that's, we moved on. We moved yeah. on. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, like enough of like, I like lamp, like enough. Yes. You know, oh God, like, retire it, retire it. Like I just, boy, does that take me back to like senior year of college and yes. like AOL instant messenger <laughs> profiles, you know? Yeah. I mean, Christina Applegate's the best part of that movie anyway, which I feel like we'll be talking about her later. We are going to be talking about her later. <laughs> we may be dedicating a significant part of this episode to talking about her because yes. good oh, good act one gun there, Christina yes, Applegate. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, there's... I, it's it's something, and the other part was that like I was, uh, you know, I, I aggressive for a Tuesday, but you know we are in quarantine. But I was also really hungover yesterday. Okay. Um, I met up it with <clears throat> met up with a friend on Monday for a drink, and then a drink turned into a lot of drinks. And I don't really I love those kind of nights, though. Yeah. I really do. It was fun, and I don't normally drink like that, but it was like mixing you know it was like vodka it was like oh we're mm-hmm. out of vodka okay i'll have a little bit of tequila oh we're gonna order yes. dinner okay i'll have some wine with dinner and talk about being in college all over again it was like oh these are dumb mistakes i know better than oh yeah so yeah. and now were you out late how late were you out yes uh oh, i know i was uh yeah i was i uh i was out very late um okay. we'll, leave <laughs> was, it at that. we'll leave it at that um yeah i uh way too late and so um i definitely don't handle hangovers the way i used to in college when i used to make these mistakes i get like the body hangover but then like the emotional hangover and i was just like so i was watching this and i was like okay maybe i i should just like remember maybe i'm just being crappy about this because i'm like you know, having like hangover depression right now. And like, nothing's funny to me right now. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I bring that transparency to the podcast um, because, you know, every once in a while on Best Supporting Podcast, we stumble into a movie that one or the other or both doesn't live for. Yeah. Exhibit A, Murder on the Exhibit Orient a. Express. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so I'm not saying that this is murder on the Orient express bad but i uh i couldn't believe how much of it just was like oh boy i remember when this felt like really revolutionary to me like i couldn't believe that there was like someone doing this movie and now it feels like maybe i've seen a lot of absurdist kind of stuff since then that was probably inspired by wet hot american summer Mm -hmm. um but it just hit differently now at 35 Sure, sure, sure. Well, that's good. I'm glad that there's a little bit of uh, resistance because I I still really enjoy this movie. Um, mm-hmm. So I think we can have some good conversation mm-hmm. about it too. Have you? I'm assuming, with that being said, that you have not seen any of the the sequels. I have not. I've not the okay. sequels or prequels or any of the follow up movies. I um I thought about it. Then after watching this again, I was like, okay, you know, there's there's a glut of content out there. Yeah, you know exactly. Yeah, choose. Yeah, like you said, twenty twenty is not the year to be watching content that I. How did you feel that I don't want to watch? That I don't want to watch. That's what you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 In, uh, in, the, in the wise words, or to paraphrase Tatiana, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Then why are you looking in my direction? Yeah. Then why are you watching it on Netflix? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, which by the way, this is not on Netflix, mm. which I thought it was, which is um sad because the uh the. To finish my thought there, I have also not watched the sequels as well. I remember I was excited when the first one was coming out. There's one called like 10 Years Later and there's one called like, ooh, it's called like First, first Date, date camp, camp or yeah. something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Um, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's awesome. And then I never watched it. It's like how I felt about Arrested Development coming back. I watched mm-hmm. the first three episodes and I couldn't get back into it, which sucks because I love Arrested Development. So um, there's that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Another Netflix vehicle. But um, I really enjoyed myself yesterday. I had a I had a good time watching this. So I'm and I I think that I was able to sort of compartmentalize like the weird stuff and just focus on like the ladies and the nuance and the performances, mm-hmm. which uh, I hope we'll do today. Oh but yeah. We can also talk shit too. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'll, <laughs> I'll try to, I'll find the bright side of things. You know, I think it's a really good comparison having just done hello. My name is Doris last week, which of course yeah. was directed and co-written by Michael Showalter. And you know, that that's kind of how this came up for us was like, Oh, wet hot American summer feels like a good primer for some of the absurdity in Hello, My Name is Doris, even though they're like yes. totally different movies. Oh, yeah. But I thought, oh, that's... I see I see the similarities and I see how different they are. And I see like, oh, I think the things I loved about Hello, My Name is Doris are, are not very present in Wet Hot American Summer. And then like the things I didn't love about Hello, My Name is Doris are super present in Wet Hot American Summer. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Very true. Like in, in Doris, it, to be musical theater about it, um, yes. like there's those moments where it's absurd and it's like, just go with it. Just just go with this logic. And Wet Hot American yeah. Summer kind of plays that note to a 27, which I didn't always hate, but it was like, oh yeah, there's that thing of like, oh, just go with it, you know? Yeah, and I also think some people are... No, I mean, I would. I was going to say some people are better than... That, better at it than others to like i'm just gonna leave my thoughts to myself because then i'm getting into my list my list your list uh well then let's my 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 preliminary question before we get into our lists our bsas of wet hot american summer yes uh is have you ever attended a summer camp i was just gonna ask you that Uh look at us um i wish i did boy i would have loved it like a lot of my students that i teach go to musical theater camps Mm -hmm. um and i would die because it's just like a whole bunch of i mean i would die and also like be annoyed at the same time i feel Mm -hmm. like i would equally love it and find like my little pod of people but i would also be annoyed by all the musical theater girls um i wouldn't want to go to like a rich kid musical theater camp i'd Mm want to go to just like some you know rough and tumble uh there's no privilege there it's just a whole bunch of weirdos getting together for the week yeah um miss patty's play camp yeah yeah exactly (laughs) yeah um but i i just feel like i would have really thrived i feel like i would have really uh because i did like theater and i wanted to be better at it in like high school and middle school too and i Mm -hmm. I really didn't start doing it until i shouldn't even say middle school because i didn't do any theater in middle school uh at all because i was a, a band nerd um band geek but um I wish I did. Mm-hmm. I would, part of me, it sounds like, I think I would have made a really good camp counselor. I think it would be fascinating to see all these kids and just like be around them for like a week mm-hmm. and just like help them through like all these like weird, it, it reminds me of Pen15 and to mm-hmm. just have a little bit of a um, a part of that would be fun. And, um, but I certainly understand like the flip side of it of like, holy shit, these kids are driving me crazy too. So yeah, there's that. Have you ever been a camp? Uh, I am. Uh, I'm a day camp kind of kid. I've never done sleepaway camp. I've mm. never wanted to. The idea of 
like down the line, there's so much about that. I was like, oh no, I there the the communal bathroom situation, the bunk oh yeah, that's beds, a little scary. That's a little. It's just like I'm not that kind of kid. I just have never been that kind of kid. Um, I just think it would, even if it was like a theater camp. I mean, when I was a kid, I wasn't, I didn't really do any theater at all till high school, and that was just to make friends. But I, um, that would probably also equally drive me nuts. I'm thinking about that movie Camp, uh, oh, which I'm God. sure you've seen. I'm assuming you're you're aware yes. of Camp. Oh man! I mean, oh, I, I should rewatch that movie. I remember the best part of that movie is Anna Kendrick singing "Ladies Who Lunch." Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's about it. That's about like. Ugh, it's oh really yeah. Bad. There's, I feel like that's another one of those movies that I saw in high school, probably college actually, saw in college, and I think probably appreciated because I was just like happy to see gay narratives and, and whatnot. And I was just like, sure. you know, I'll take anything um, without getting a lot of the theater references. Um, and I think if I watched it now, I would be like, oh, for fuck's sake. They're like, I can't with this. Oh, it's, yeah, it's probably, t- and, and Stephen Sondheim makes a cameo yeah. in that movie, which is crazy like yeah. how what did they do how much did they pay him i don't know i don't, I don't know. know i don't know and that's based on that that camp was it stage door manor is that what it's called that i can't camp? even remember it yeah no, yeah I, it's it's been so long and i i hated it so much that i've really blocked i should watch it is it somewhere <laughs> let's find it <laughs> i love the logic of oh my god i hated it so much i should watch it <laughs> yeah i know it's like i would love to watch it ironically now yeah yeah just to see what would be what would be the lens as an adult but um oh god but yes i i've i've done some like day camp situations but i was i would never do sleepaway camp uh and even if i was a count if i was a counselor it'd be like well i'm gonna stay at the ramada down the road and i'll just drive in every day you know like that's <laughs> my idea of camping <laughs> <The> ramada. yes <laughs> no i mean yeah fair 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 mm. Well, all that being said, we have got some BSAs of Wet Hot American Summer to 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 rank and list. Um, yeah. Now, uh, as per usual, sometimes some folks don't make the list and only make the honorable mentions. Uh, yes. Do you have any honorable mentions? Um, I'm going to start out with um, a smaller person not smaller person of the cast but uh, a character that's i'm just gonna stop talking and say what i'm trying to say sure i'm gonna start with um abby who is played by marissa ryan yeah who is basically like the camp uh, like the camp counselor like uh whore <laughs> for lack of a better word right but like a makeout whore mm-hmm. i mean we never really see anything else like we've all been that girl that just like that was like my deal in college, I would like make out with like all the boys and never do anything more. I would just wow. like keep them wanting more and just like run out the door at the end of the night. <laughs> <laughs> wow. From or, like band a party. geek yeah. to make out queen. I know. The yes, evolution. I really blossomed in college. <laughs> I really peaked. Um, but I just love her. I love her lip gloss. I love this like ritual of like you have to hand her a piece of gum first Mm -hmm. and then you make out and how she's just so game for it. And also like when uh, what's his face comes back. What is his name? What is his name? Ken Marino Mm -hmm. as Victor comes back finally and he's like covered in blood on his face. And he's like, "Uh," she's I'm so sorry to be rude, but who are you again? I just like love that she's kind of an airhead. I love her and Elizabeth Banks together. I mm-hmm. could I could probably lump her into this sort of honorable mention. 
Um, and she makes me laugh. I, I like her a lot. And I didn't want her to go unmentioned. So yeah. she's kind of like my first of my uh, runner-ups, I'd say. All right. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. I thought she was I, she was a, an honorable, honorable mention. Absolutely. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, I would say my first honorable mention, and I want to make sure I have her character name right, but I... Uh, I had uh, Marguerite Moreau as Katie. Yes, I. Uh, what I thought was impressive about her is like she, she never like she has some absurdist lines, but she plays everything so straight and like so like it, like in a tone that like totally worked for me. I was like, oh, this actually feels smarter because it's the mm-hmm. the absurdity of her character is like way more embedded, and in a lot of ways, she's also in some, you know, kind of playing, I don't know. I want, I don't want to say like a quote unquote straight man to these like wackier men around her, like Paul Rudd or Michael Showalter, but she, yeah. um, less, less big faces, less, you know, yelling of the punchline. Yeah, and I felt like that worked really well for me. And I thought she, as the kind of like love interest who was also ended up being super shallow and kind of ridiculous, um, and, you know, slightly predatory. Uh, I thought there was a lot of nuance there that that character normally doesn't get. Yeah. She's very much, sort of a straight man for the movie. I can't think of anyone else in the movie that's like operating on her, the level that she's operating on. And mm-hmm. I don't mean that as like, she's better than everyone, the level that what you just said, it's just like, she's not, is she, but at the same time, she's not in a different movie. She needs to be in this movie mm-hmm. at the same time too, to provide a little bit of balance. Although she is terrible. I admire her honesty for like a quote unquote 16 year old, even though she's probably like 26 when she made the movie. Mm -hmm. Like at the end when she's like saying like, I'm 16 and I want to have sex and you're great and I really like you, but I just want to have like no 16 year old would ever have that like emotional uh, intelligence, I guess, too. But um, but I do like her. There's some I wonder what happened to her. I well, don't know. IMDb to the rescue. Um, let's see. She is. Uh, oops, I opened up the wrong thing. Okay, so let's see. So Marguerite. I mean, I think she's been in a bunch of these Wet Hot American franchise things. Okay, but she's also been in. If there's anything that I know, I, these are things I I have not seen any of this. Well, she's Probably still got like a career. CSI Miami or something like. Uh, yeah, that, you know? she's still working. She's good. She's for her. been in things every year, so you know of this decade. So, uh, she's out there. Okay. Uh, oh, she was in an episode of Private Practice. Well, there you go. Um, oh, perfect. Yeah. So, uh, so she's still working, but yeah, she's someone who I have to be honest, I had not really seen before, and in some ways, not to plant the lead even more, but. It's like Marguerite Moreau, Linda Cardellini, like haven't seen them in yeah. the same place, you know, at the same time, you know, like very similar <laughs> looking actresses could play sisters, if not twins. Yeah, for sure. That's I like that a lot. Um, I have another. Did I just go or did you just go? I think I just went. No. So, yeah, go for okay, it. Cool. Um, I want to give a shout out to Mr. Alan Shemper, played by Michael Showalter, is the guy at the very end of the, yes. who is the MC for the talent show. Yes. I think that is, I love that character. I just think it's so funny mm-hmm. and like, he's so good at it. And I think that there, I just picture this being like, you know, characters night at UCB. And that's like one of his Michael Showalter's characters that he's just like, what if I was just Alan Shemper and just told the jokes are so lame that they work. And I really think they work because everyone's laughing. 
<laughs> really hard at it. Like yeah. the one guy who has the long hair, I forget his name. Oh, JJ. Uh, JJ. Like he makes me laugh a lot. He, his laughing at the jokes makes me laugh more, if that makes sense. Yeah. And, and they're all terrible jokes. He's like, when I was at camp, we had ter-. And just like the whole like Long Island sort of like Jewish flair of it all. Yeah. Too. It's, it's just. Uh, it's very. It's great. Catskills borscht belt humor. Uh, yes. It, you know, sort of the dirty dancing world. Uh, and it's I that was the other person also on my my list as well was Alan Shemper. I, I think Michael Showalter is so funny as that character. And yeah. And the delivery is so I mean, I could see Doris and Roz go and Val, obviously, going to see yes. Alan Shemper. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, God. I think that. um. I just love my favorite thing that he says is when he's announcing the Godspell number, and instead of saying day by day, he goes day by day. <laughs> That's my favorite thing. Yeah. It's just such a stupid choice, and I love him. I think it was, I forgot about him until the end, and I think he needs to be mentioned. I agree. Because Michael Show Walter is not on my list, so I, I'd rather like mention him here in this capacity same no i'm that he was also on my honorable mentions list and michael showalter is not in my top five so fully agree yeah yes um the last person on my honorable mentions list and it was tough because this is like my kind of character but i really enjoyed the character of nancy the nurse played by nina hellman yes good i'm glad you're mentioning her Mm -hmm. she is i mean like that first shot that kind of pans across after all the kids are running back to their bunk and she and Beth are sitting on the porch drinking coffee. Like that's, those are like, I could just watch those two characters, the whole movie, you know, like the, yeah. those two, like, like wise older ladies who are, you know, and Nancy's got that feathered hair and the earrings. Like it just, yes. it was such a great um, part of the ensemble without her ever really being the feature. Yeah. 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 Uh, I like her a lot. I wish we did see more of her because she, like, for all the reasons that you just said, I just feel like we see her at the beginning. She's in that scene where they, like, trash the infirmary. Oh that scene. Which is, which is that, crazy. That but I also scene. love a good scream, and I feel like Janine Garofalo has a good scream. Oh, yeah. Uh, great. Uh, my last one, I, I just made a last-minute switch here. So there are now two men on my top five, Colin. They're mm. taking over. Mine, too. Um, okay. This is getting okay, exciting. Good. Yeah. But I'm going to give my last... And this is like... Uh, I, I just switched them out. Or maybe I didn't switch them out right now, but I think I switched them out last night, too. I was like, ooh. Uh, is Christopher Maloney as Gene. Wow. I know. Wow. Keeping I know. it interesting. Okay. Yeah. So and do you have... I don't, I, it's like, I want to talk about him, but if you have him on your list, we'll I'll talk just like, about him. We'll talk I'll about keep him. it, I'll keep it short. Go for okay. it. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think the other two men on my list, I just, well, yeah, I think I'm going to save it. I'm going to okay. save it okay. since you have him. Okay. All right. Well, that's, I mean, that's kind of what I've been loving about these <clears throat> top five BSA episodes because our lists yeah. have differed, you know, in really interesting ways. And then like. Obviously, the Hamilton episode, like the relief of, oh, of Eliza yes. at number one, you know? Yeah, we um, had our own, like, sigh at the end of that episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. I gasp cried. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I gasp cried, yeah. Um, so, okay. Well, then let's get into our list. Let's get into our top five, you know, ranked from five to one of yes. the BSAs. Um, so, my number five uh, is one of the men. Uh, David Hyde Pierce is yes. my number five. I think that he 
he is hitting the note, like the absurdist note, perfectly in this movie. Like it's, it's incredible. It's incredible. It's incredible. I, I just think that like like that early scene when, when Beth is like asking him to come teach the kids about science and he's like, I said no. Like it's oh. so good. He like I I had forgotten how good he is in this movie. Yeah, he is a total wacko and is doing yeah, he's doing everything right. I yeah. so, as Keon and I, we forgot about that quote and he's like, Wasn't there like a quote that someone screamed? that we used to love it and I couldn't remember what it was. And then like I was watching it and he heard it from the other room. He's like, it's that one. Mm -hmm. And it's so out of left field. And I love that. Uh, I love that he teaches astrophysics. I love that he dropped his cup of coffee. Right. And said like, God damn it. You know (laughs) what I mean? Like that's like the first thing. And, uh, and then when like Beth goes over and she, she goes to like shake his hand and he gives her like the shovel (laughs) instead. Like, my oh, one of my favorite nuances is what he um is when he asks um Beth about her favorite astrophysicist, and as she's thinking, mm-hmm. he points to himself. He was like, "It me, me? <laughs> right." It's like very subtle, but it's like oh, I love that he made that choice. Uh, yeah, it's great. I think that he, you know, as I as I watch this now as a as a thirty five year old crab, I was like, oh, see, like I'm I'm all for absurdist humor and like being super wackadoo but i feel like there's that like expert handling of it that i think he has that's like he i and i know i'm not always like the biggest david hyde pierce fan so he can be a little mm-hmm. broadway he can be just a little like that precious sure. broadway energy um he was great on fraser you know but uh here it just it it totally worked for me yeah <laughs> when he talks about being an associate professor like what does that mean he's like it means that i'm less than and then he cries it's, <laughs> right it's it's perfect yeah. um i also love later when he's building like the whatever machine it is and he goes oh fuck my cock right 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 <laughs> <laughs> just in front of the kids right you know? <laughs> oh these kids they must have seen so much that summer like it's crazy that they because i feel like the christopher maloney scene when he like comes out the like the be yourself mm-hmm. uh scene i feel like there were no kids present when he made oh, I that know. Like, monologue. But because the kids that are sitting right behind him have to be teenagers, I feel like, like 16, 17 year old teenagers. Right. So, uh, yeah. I was like, ugh. I know. There, there is so a couple, glad. there's a couple moments in this movie where I'm like, ugh. I'm like pulling at my shirt collar a little bit. You yes. Know? Yeah. Yes. Um, so, who's your number five? My number five, just because of the pure, like, drag of being a straight male and pulling it off. And also I really love this actor is Paul Rudd. Wow. Wow. All right. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. Okay. Go on. Tell me more. Yeah. I, in any other movie, like, I don't think that like you or I would like Paul Rudd Mm -hmm. Uh, and maybe he's, he isn't on your list. Maybe he is. Who knows? But, um, but like he, but the fact that like he, He's in on the joke, mm-hmm. I feel. And, like, just knowing Paul Rudd and him seeming like a really great guy, um, he's he's complete garbage. Oh, and, yeah. But he's so stupid at the same time, too, that, like, it, it kind of erases the fact that, like, he's a terrible person. But I just love how, like, hot and cold he is when he's like, God damn it, Katie, you're suffocating me. Like, the way that he, like, tosses his hair around. Right, right. And that, like, face that he makes, he's like, ugh. 
like he has like this like lip curl that mm-hmm. he does like all the time yeah it's like a surfer um, face yeah yeah surfer face and like f- if nothing not for the picking up the tray scene like i just feel that that is like he commits to that and it's like i often like uh reference that a lot like if i'm like you know if kian asked me to clean up the house i'm like and then colon and then i put that like right up you know what i mean yeah um lots of but, sighing and like throwing your body around yeah yeah it's just like he's just like a little toddler and i i hate him but i love him and he has some great lines he just like my <laughs> it's like my butt itches is one of his lines and like the fact that he gives like the finger so many times he like swings around that pole and like gives the middle mm-hmm. finger or when Katie and him are having like that little breakup scene and Coop walks in and Paul Rudd just like flips him off. I love Paul Rudd in this movie. I think that like he is a terrible person. Um, he has a Confederate flag hanging by his bed, mm. which is a small nuance. Um, and I also love when he during the very end with like the wind tunnel scene, as I call it, <clears throat> is when he puts his foot on the bench and pretends to play air uh, guitar. Like, I just thought that was a great choice. that got him right off my list immediately. Oh, uh, I, dare you. I mean, I but, but the thing is, I know what you're saying. Paul Rudd is in on it. Like it's he's very much self. He's a self-aware kind of performance where like he Paul Rudd is like really good at, at playing absurd characters without like completely disappearing into them like a Will Ferrell for example sure there's always that kind of like a wink and a nod of the actor being like I know what I'm doing um yes yeah he you know watching it, I was like oh wow I feel like he is always doing an impression of Aiden from Sex and the City as this character kind of yeah I could see that I could see that yeah like I, a terrible version of yeah, yeah I do a I do a really terrible impression of Aiden do you want to hear it yeah <laughs> hey Carrie <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah that's hey, it carrie. hey carrie yeah it is kind of like jack nicholson meets like stoner california vibe you know yeah like, hey carrie hey yeah hey carrie that's all oh, i can do that's all i've got he's a dream yeah uh i know i know aiden uh i i i this is a tangent but i like watched the entirety of sex in the city like the, towards the beginning of march and like just yeah binged it that. and it was and yeah my biggest takeaway was like ugh, aiden yeah, he's perfect. He's he was the one. Carrie's an idiot. Yeah, and she's you a broke monster. My heart. You broke my heart. Oh my god. Yeah, it's like my favorite line from the show. <laughs> yes, um, it's so good. Uh, well, uh, yeah. I mean, I yeah. Paul Rudd is not on my list, but I I understand. Okay. So he got swapped in from Chris, Christopher Maloney. That was your switcheroo last minute, or was there? Someone yeah, else? yeah, I was debating on putting Christopher Maloney in, and I put Paul because Paul Rudd makes me laugh. He makes me laugh in this movie. I know he's not really the character that I would. Be. I, I'm never rooting for him. Yeah, but I also know that like none of this movie matters. Like the yes. stakes are they're not high. He's not a real person. Right. Uh he's a piece of shit but um <laughs> yeah i love him yeah. i think he's great in this movie <laughs> you're like and Lord, he's hot you're like laurie metcalf in Lady Bird. it makes me laugh oh <laughs> hello yes um well uh, yeah i think that's a good that's a uh, a good uh addendum to that it's like none of this matters this movie like you can't be offended by this movie you can't take any of it too seriously there's definitely like questionable shit in this movie but it's supposed to be it's it's very draggy in that respect. Yeah. 
Yeah, you just got to go with it. It's great, though. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to actually go to my number four because my number four is David Hyde Pierce as Henry. Okay. Okay. Um, wow. And we already kind of talked about him anyway, too. So I I, I didn't necessarily want to jump the gun, too. But I I just think he's great. And I, I think I, any other quotes that I have... I said no is probably my number one, but um, I can't remember what he's... Oh, when Janine Garofalo says, astrophysics, the final frontier, and then he goes, right, thanks for everything. And then he just like starts to go away real quick. It's like perfect. It's abrupt and right. so weird. Uh, I I mm-hmm. just... I love him in this movie. I think... I also love like what he's wearing. I'm like oddly attracted to David Hyde Pierce in this movie. I love like the glasses mm-hmm. and the stash. And and he's gay in real life, so um, why not? Um, I think that he's kind of a, I don't know, kind of a fox a little bit, and like some weird nerdy like this was made in two thousand one, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. two thousand one, because that was after Frasier for sure, right? Because I've never watched Frasier. Have you watched Frasier? I have. It's it was one of those things that like yeah, like my parents you know loved Frasier, and it's I mean it is it is a funny show. Like I think it's. Uh, it deserves the attention that it gets. It deserves the credit get, that it gets. It's got funny ladies in it, you know. It's got a cute okay. dog in it. Yeah. Yeah. It has uh, a very gay uh, sensibility. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, okay. What well, do you want to go to your number three? Watch. So my number four. Oh, wait, wait. You have a number four. Sorry. I mean, yeah. So, and and this, you know, this, I don't know. Maybe this is surprising. Maybe this isn't. But my number four is Janine Garofalo as Beth. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Keeping it interesting. I mean, she's great in this. And like the destroying the nurses, you know, the infirmary, it's it should get her the number one spot because it is so funny. And it is one of the few times where like being loud and over the top works. And it's like, okay, yeah, sometimes like if you scream the lines louder, it's funnier. And I think she's a great example of that in this scene. Um, When at that one point where she's just like at that one, I don't know counter by the wall and she's just clearing things off the counter and screaming i just and it just goes on for like two or three seconds longer than you think it would like it's i i fully appreciated how uh tony collette and hereditary she was about that scene um yeah she's like the phone the phone where's the fucking phone it's like a horror movie almost yeah yeah and it and it was really one of the few times where like yeah that that tone just like worked for me in this movie Mm -hmm. and um, that kind of chaotic humor. And she is great. She's great in the movie. I think that Janine Garofalo is much like David Hyde Pierce. She's able to find the notes to play where it like, she almost plays it straight, even at the most absurd of lines, or she finds these very like genuine, like tone, like a very genuine tone to deliver a very disingenuous line. Yeah. Um, so I think she's great. I just, yeah, I, uh, but she only made number four on my list. Wow, I don't I know. know what to think, um, but I respect I respect your choice. I am excited to see what three two. Well, I think I can probably gather what three two and one are now. Putting it, yeah. I'm doing the math over here, crunching the numbers. Right, um, right. Using your twenty sided <clears throat> die. Yeah, I know. I was just gonna say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, great. Um, she is on a higher uh, okay. a higher part of my list, so I will I will hold my comments about Janine. All right. Um, number three, and I'm sure at this point too, it's probably going to be the same 
people, I'd imagine. But number three is Amy Poehler for me as okay. Susie. Mm-hmm. She's everything I want her to be. Um, I love I love everything she says. I love the way that she says it. Mm-hmm. They're like, hey guys, everybody focus up, okay? All eyes here. <laughs> I just love, <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Um, and I love this, the the ongoing gag of like Ben, like Ben sort of clearing his throat, played by Bradley Cooper. Mm. Um, ben is producing, I'm directing. I think she says, maybe I am directing slash choreographing, or and maybe she just says choreography. I didn't watch it with subtitles, but... Uh, mm. If she said choreographing, I would have loved that. Um, I know. As long as she love... doesn't say choreo, I'm fine with it. I know choreo. <laughs> that's unforgivable in these parts. Unforgivable. Yeah. Yeah. But when she says, "Be prepared, be enthusiastic, and leave your bullshit attitude at the... and baggage at the door," because we don't need it. I, <laughs> I just love that. I'm like simultaneously afraid of her slash want to be her best friend at the same time. And, yeah. And uh, I love how she plays piano backwards during like the whole. <laughs> like thing yeah the godspell number yeah yeah <clears throat> yes um I, I i could hold my the rest of my thoughts on amy if you have her on your list i'd imagine you might she does show up on my list okay yes. so i will i will yes. hold that's the first half of my okay gush about amy poehler as Susie. she's perfect. okay uh how about your number three well my number three is christopher maloney okay yeah yes. and i like now, granted, as people know uh, who listen to this podcast regularly, we we typically have women on these lists, but you know the A in BSA is is a is an yeah. open A, and so um, I think that Jean in this movie is quintessential best supporting actor role. Yes, like the role and like the how he's featured in the movie and the notes that he plays, and I think Christopher Maloney, obviously, he's gorgeous and like oh, just. God, you know, I'm so, oh, I'm so that jealous of that top, refrigerator. Bring crop tops yeah. back. Yeah, that's so jealous yeah. of that refrigerator handle. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, oh yeah, the crop top. I mean, I, and I've seen him do other stuff as well where he plays really absurd characters. Like John Hamm does this as well. I was just going to say that. Yes, yes. Yeah, and they do it so well because it's this fully committed thing where you're like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm seeing this actor do this and mm-hmm. and I'm buying it. And I think he... Um, yeah, he just like hits all of the BSA notes for me. Um, I love his outfit at the end when he's leaving in the car with yeah, that like who is blouse. That woman? Yeah. Yeah. His, his, that, the unnamed wife. Um, yeah, I just, I felt like Gene, when I think about like what a best supporting actor is or what a, what a role would be that would be a BSA, I just think Gene jumps out to me as the quintessential best supporting actor of mm. Wet Hot American Summer. Definitely. I, I, I think he has like the biggest arc, to be honest, mm-hmm. like I, as far yeah. as like what he's dealing with and sort of letting his freak flag fly and um, at the beginning and just like these little like Easter eggs he's dropped. Like every time he says like, I'm going to next to my dick cream and then he comes up right. with something that, you know, I meant to say slick, you know something else you know the rhyme right, with cream right. i can't think go, of anything slick dream go fondle my sweaters yeah. i'm gonna go make fondue with cheddar yeah and yeah. i love the guy that has all his scenes with him i didn't write his name down um but like how he just like just goes with it like because he is like christopher maloney is he's terrifying i feel like i would never mm-hmm. want to be in a dark alley with him but also like heightens my like 
sexual curiosity towards him because I just right. I just think I know that he's like amazing in bed. Yeah, there's no question. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I you know I'll I'll put a down payment on that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. um, and the other character is Gary, who plays very much like talk about like a straight man role yes. compared to to Gene. Um, and like it, I think part of why Gene works so well is because Gary plays it so straight. Yeah, he has that like Napoleon Dynamite energy, sort of uh, that mm-hmm. look. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and I, I do love like the whole like we talked about it already, like the "be proud of who you are" speech. Um, it's mm-hmm. uh, it's inspiring, uh, in in a, in a word. Um, but I'm I'm yeah. hoping no kids were present during that because it was it was something. Right, and I yeah, I love that he owns up to all of his weirdness. He's like, "Yep," and I've got dick cream, and I fondle my sweaters, and I like to rub mud on my ass, and I'm you know I'm gonna hump this fridge. I don't even know if he says that. I think he just climbs on the fridge, yeah. but. Uh, but I like that Gary rolls the fridge yes, out to him. and everyone like cheers. Just... Janine Garofalo yeah. wipes a tear. I, I love that yeah. how supportive everyone is. Yeah, I think that was that is what it is. It's like sometimes these like not necessarily these movies, but those like broy humor movies can like the humor comes from making fun of other people or like being mean or like you know I don't know. Ridic- there, there's a, there's a humor in the ridicule. It's like a little nihilistic, and I feel like. Not that I need everything to be touchy feely and rainbows and sunshine, but I think the 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 juxtaposition of something this weird happening and everybody cheering and supporting it is funnier than everybody just like staring like you know mouth agape in horror. You yes, know what I mean? Yes, yes. And I think this is like I want to talk about this, and I think this is the perfect time. Speaking of something that could have been ridiculed, that was actually te- dealt with in a way that like. I think it's one of the best like gay sex scenes that like of my earlier cataloging is Bradley Cooper mm. and Michael Ian Black in this shack, the Black Shack. Yes. Um, yes. I just think it's so well done. It's like it comes out of nowhere, but it's just like a tender moment between <laughs> two men. And I remember like I wasn't I was like out of college at this point, too, but I had not seen I don't know, besides just like other movies possibly that I like angels in America and just like other things like that too. Like I hadn't quite seen, and I just think it's well done. It's like Mm -hmm. tasteful. It's, it's like very like romantic in a way. I mean, I know it's like in a shed and they're like on top of tennis rackets and stuff like that too. But, um, I think that, and also that the fact, like the fake out of like, they do say the F word of course, when they find them like getting married or JJ, is that his name? That, uh, yeah, when they see them getting married, like in the river, and Amy Poehler's playing right. recorder. Uh, but I do love that they buy them a couch from Crate and Barrel, and that like everyone cheers, mm-hmm. and uh, it's great. I love that. Yeah, that's that's the other thing I was thinking of is when they come in and they they you know they bring in the Crate and Barrel couch, and it's and it's all this like positive moment. There's no, uh, it it kind of flips that that whole trope on its head yes. that I think if this movie is kind of doing a, a takeoff of those old summer camp movies from the seventies and eighties where, you know, yeah, there would be homophobia jokes and there yeah. would be um, ridiculing any gay character. Like I, I like how genuinely they do the opposite of that here. Yeah. I think it's really special. That's like one of the, yeah. the better moments I feel. Uh, and it's also yeah. funny too. So yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that brings us to, I guess your number two. Is that where we're yeah, at? Yeah, and I feel like it's yeah. funny because like I feel like I'm gonna start talking. Of, I feel like we're just one away from each other too. So um, mm-hmm. maybe you do your number two. Sure, sure. Yes. Okay, so 
my uh i guess this would really be the assistant to the best supporting actress if we think of this the ranking this Ooh. way and i was okay so this these this was my um eliza and angelica oh, skyler yes. you know toss up i went through much of it thinking it'd be one and then i switched it towards the end and was like no 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 i'm sure about this and i so my number 2 is molly shannon whoa yeah, <clears throat> and and she was. I thought she'd be the number one. I thought she was the BSA of this movie. She's great as Gail. I love this character. It is my kind of drag. It's my kind of humor. I think Molly Shannon is an expert at absurdist yeah. humor. But yeah, I she she only made it to number two on my okay. list. Okay, well, my number two is also Molly Shannon. So All right. we we, okay. we met somewhere there, like sort of in the middle. But yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Um, I I think the fact that this is such a like serious grounded like uh real human character that it makes it even better. It's just, it reminds me of like sort of it's like what Katie's doing or uh, I forget her name already uh, mm-hmm. the actress in real life but um Marguerite yes, Moreau. Yeah. Um that I I also love this strange relationship with Aaron the kid who is who's oh, just yeah. like this like psychologist sort of I just love when he gives her the massage and she's like, your hands are magic. Oh, it's yeah. so weird and perfect. It's, and she can't find those crayons. Oh, yeah. it's. I mean, it, it, there's so much about it. I love that so much of her arc in this movie is just, you know, group counseling with the arts and crafts kids. It's uh, like th- these are the notes. Like, I don't need... I don't need the whole taking the kids rafting and the motorcycle bit. Like I don't need any of that. Like the whole that doesn't. Yeah. I don't. I don't need any of that. Just give me more of Gail. Yeah. You know? uh, just the way that she, <laughs> the way that she's like, okay, today we're going to use some crayons to make some decorate like the pauses and mm-hmm. oh when she yells at that girl valerie when she's like gail why don't we just use the marker she's like okay listen valerie i need you to be helpful here okay <laughs> i do not need you to undermine me and then she just starts to cry oh i the commitment right. the commitment to the ridiculousness mm-hmm. of this role i also think it's a great halloween costume i feel like it would be such a simple yes. halloween costume for any gals out there if i saw any girl dressed up as gail for halloween i would immediately just walk over to her and like shake her hand yeah yeah totally i think those the the sort of uh pastel plaid shorts the yellow you know polo shirt the pink headband headband. yeah yeah it's an easy Uh, one and yeah when she gets i love when molly shannon gets giddy and smiley when she just like uh, when Mm -hmm. she finally says no to ron and she does that little like short up and down like bounce like almost like cheerleader Mm -hmm. energy i love that oh yeah i feel like there's there's hints of like uh mary Catherine gallagher of like just being so pleased with herself like it's those notes that i think molly shannon just nails like she is great in this movie yeah, I love her so much. And she's one that I definitely remember. Like, if I was to think of, like, three characters from this movie, she'd be in that, uh, like, that just kind of stick with you. For me, at least, uh, it's mm-hmm. definitely Molly. I love her a lot. Yeah, I agree. And the fact their I name's agree. Gail, it's great. And she ends up with Aaron, and they're getting married in a week. And I I love I love that. <laughs> yeah, it's so fucked up, but it's like, again, none of this matters. Yeah, none, none of this, of this matters. is real, yes. Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah, don't read into it. None of it matters, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, that's great that we met, We met, you know, on in the number two spot in terms of BSAs. Yeah. 
which means that yeah we have different bsas of wet hot american summer i love that though i love that a lot yeah yeah um i mean i i guess by matter of deduction we kind of know which is which but who is your bsa of wet hot american summer my bsa is janine garofalo as beth yes i i really really was so like tickled by her to mention tatiana again um Mm. And I, I remember her for the first time around, too. And I, I love her and David Hyde Pierce together. I love that first mm-hmm. coffee scene. If Like, you had me at, like, her waving that shovel around and it fell off. And then it makes mm-hmm. that sort of, like, pottery crash noise when it lands on the ground. And then right. they also use right. that same pottery crash noise, like, throughout the movie. I love a callback like that. I think that's really smart. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> She like the way she like cheers is to like David Hyde Pierce when she's like oh when like because he dropped oh. his coffee mug, and then she also says I'd like to introduce myself. She has this like air quotes thing that she does every once in a while mm-hmm. that I love. Um, I also love when she talks to Katie and she's like, "You're you're hot, right? By by all accounts." She's like, "If one wanted to be mm-hmm. hot, what would you wear?" Uh, a clean pair of pants <laughs> right pants yes. oh, yeah she's like so wait like what is it slacks like because she like katie doesn't give her an answer and uh she's like, right oh, you're right you're good and then she writes it down i love shit like that i love her how crazy her hair is when she meets mm-hmm. up with henry later and she lists off all the astrophysicists um i also love that she officially officiates the gay wedding between mckinley and ben um one of my favorite yeah. moments. I know I'm just rambling here too, but uh, one of my favorite moments is when she's talking about she's in the mess hall and she's talking about all the, she has to list all the kids that have to be on the early bus to Boston, but she doesn't look down at the list once, and you know she's just improvising, and it's great. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, she it it, it it is. I'm glad that she's your number one because I'm I I don't begrudge that at all. Sure. I think she is so good in this movie and. I'm, and I'm glad that there's differences in our list as yeah, well. Yeah, like, yeah. She, uh, yeah, I think that she's just, like, her brand of humor just works here so yes. well. Like, I think that pairing of, like, a really dry delivery of, like, really bizarre lines just, um, like, that just makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, in a way, there's, like, a small part of this. I don't know if you'll be on board, too. But, like, she has a little bit, like, I can imagine, like, not a reboot, but like a recasting, like Melissa McCarthy playing that role. Like as far as like yep. the dryness of her, like especially like bridesmaid energy dry, like just like her, especially like I could picture Melissa McCarthy being like, oh, you're good. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And she's like writing it mm-hmm. down too. Um, I, I just really like Janine a lot. I'm, And I, she is like in many ways, and she's like the camp director um yeah which is great and like (laughs) i also i forgot to mention david hyde pierce when he says like well how do you find time with you know balancing the books and keeping parents happy and making sure that all the kids are fed when he because they're both looking up like their opposite professions to impress each other i just think that's so stupid and so he's like you know dealing with you know insurance yeah 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 yeah. and she's like oh um I love her in this movie, and I she makes me laugh uh, the most. The shovel makes me laugh a lot. I don't know. I rewound it, uh, rewinded it, rewound it a couple times too because I just loved yeah. that. Anyway, um, she's my number one, and I'm so excited to talk about your number one, Colin. I can't believe she made it. 
it, this was, you know, uh, some late votes came in, yes. and Amy Poehler made the number one BSA uh, of Wet Hot American Summer for walk me. Walk me through it. I, I just, I, I mean, and it was, again, I, I was sure it'd be Molly Shannon. When the movie started, I thought it'd be Janine Garofalo for that coffee moment where she gestures and goes, <laughs> yeah. oh, when he dro- drops his. That was so funny. But I think Amy Poehler is, is just a genius. Mm-hmm. I think that she is so good at like real like i think similar to what we were talking about with paul rudd where she fully commits to the character but you know that amy poehler is aware at every moment of what she's doing Mm -hmm. and like there's so much intentionality behind the notes that she plays and so i love that line of like and leave your bullshit at the door because we don't need it like stuff like that is i i just i love the commitment of that character and that scene when she throws the clipboard on the ground and then Bradley oh. Cooper picks up. She's like, stop picking it up. Yes. Like I, I it's, it is so good. And so like, and I know who this person is, but I also know it's like that, that kind of person, like, but to a 27 and in a sort of drag, I, I had forgotten how funny she was in this movie. Mm-hmm. And I think it's also probably, you know, like like many voters, like I'm coming in influenced because I just love Amy Poehler, yes, and I just course. think, like I've just seen her do so much good. So, like I want to see Amy Poehler win an Oscar one mm. day. I just I feel like she is such a good actress, and um, yeah, I mean, I, I, she's one of those people like watching this movie in 2001. It's like oh my god, like you, this is such a before they were stars moment. Yes, you know, yes, yes. I, God, that whole, like, monologue. She plays the piano. She says, okay, stop. I feel like I'm watching regional theater here, guys. God, am I in the Cleveland Playhouse or something? (laughs) That's what, (laughs) I think that's what got her the number one spot was, am I at the Cleveland Playhouse or something? Yeah, your craft is a muscle. You need to exercise it. You know what? Take a break. Think about what you've done. I just, I, she has the best lines she has the best like material to work with it like it practice like it's she's she's good uh, how do i say this um the lines are good but she's better like she, she like i would yes. just like it's a gold mine for her because it's just like oh yeah mm-hmm. you, any comedian worth their salt knows exactly who this woman is and can deliver mm-hmm. but amy poehler has like a special capability to do because she does seem like sweet at the same time she looks sweet she's like this little mm-hmm. blonde little like girl or woman rather because she's probably like 24 um but i do love (laughs) before she introduces the godspell number before we start i just want everyone to know that the campers that you're about to see suck dick like the way that she like leans her head into the microphone Ugh. nevertheless please welcome them and then she rolls her eyes it's so good yeah like in that one line she does like three acting choices in one line and i think it's stuff like that where a lot of this movie is like insanely broad and like she is playing a really broad character but finding these like nuances within it and i think that's like some of that is yeah that is amy poehler's genius Mm -hmm. and we love her i had to give it to her yeah i'm so excited we had such uh variation and we had some men even with a movie with a lot of women in it i think um we didn't mention like ken marino at all either too but that that line is crazy. Although I think he's super hot in this movie, like minus the like the fro. Uh, he right. plays Victor and Joe Lo Trulio, which is uh, he's mm-hmm. in Brooklyn Nine Nine. Have you watched Brooklyn Nine Nine, Colin? 
I haven't. I've heard good things, but it just hasn't made my Same. my list. Yeah, the so list. To speak. I I need people to chime in, listeners. Let us know because I I a couple of people that I know and trust and have the same uh, you know comedic interests as I do say that it's great and like on par mm-hmm. with The Office and Parks and Rec. Um, but it it like takes a while. I don't know. Uh, and I I'm I'm due mm. for like a new comedy. I guess like a new half hour comedy. Uh, so yeah. Let, yeah. let us know, listeners. Um, I'm trying to think of anyone yeah. else we didn't talk about really, but I think we. I feel good. I feel good about everything we did. I do too. I. I don't. I think. Yeah. I don't think we've. Uh, there's. There's any glaring omissions yeah. here. Yeah. I'm looking through the list. Yeah. I think we. I mean, you know, it's funny. Like Elizabeth Banks is in this, but I feel like the only scene where she really jumped out to me was when she had barbecue sauce all over her face. <laughs> yeah. Which I, it was so gross. Yeah. Yeah. But I loved it. But I loved yeah. that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so those are the BSAs of Wet Hot American Summer. Yes, yes, yes. Um, now I, I feel like, and this could be a running theme for the next few weeks or until whenever the Emmys come, but like the Emmys homework section of the, of the episode, um, because there's so many nominations that as you know, folks who've listened to our hello, my name is Doris episode would know that we haven't seen. And yeah, I know I have to just give in and watch Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, but yeah. I didn't get to it yet. But what I did watch mm. was both seasons of Dead to Me. Uh, I've been waiting for this conversation all week. I'm so excited to hear about it. I don't know what I was waiting for. It is yeah. everything that I love. And yeah. I mean, they're both great. And by the end of season two, they are both given such great moments. But mm-hmm. I, my I, my shoes and socks are gone. They are blown clear across the Hudson <laughs> because of Christina Applegate. I have yes. I had no idea she could do this. Yeah, the talking through tears is expert level. Like mm-hmm. so many moments where I just cannot believe. I can't like I ah. Oh. I mean, especially like this, 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 this is this is this is this is. <laughs> I just like, like I literally like moments of like I clutch the 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 collar of my shirt, the invisible pearls, yes. because I couldn't believe yes. the acting choices she was making, especially in the last couple episodes of season two, where really she mm-hmm. and Linda Cardellini are given opportunities to just act it the fuck out. Yes, and, that car scene when Linda's in the car and oh, uh, Christina yeah, Applegate yeah. stands in front of the car. Yeah. Oh yeah, and like the, the scene right before in the garage when. Jen is like, I'm shit. Everyone hates me. And mm-hmm. like Christina Applegate cries in every single episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Every single one. Every single episode she cries sometimes more than once. And it never gets old. And <laughs> it never gets old. I mean, I uh, I also loved at the end of season one when Judy confronts her in the closet of that house that she's showing when she drops the sandwiches and it's Ooh, after it's been a while because oh keep going, so yeah. it's it's uh it's after judy has admitted that she hit uh ted and yeah. you know spoiler alert for anybody well i mean you kind of know that from the from the first episode but yes. um they have that great confrontation where uh i mean jen just she says like i have ted's gun in my purse and if i ever see you again or around Ooh. or around my children i will shoot you in the head and it's and she has that one part where she pushes her and she's like and it's like really violent she like shoves her it's oh my god the, the 
the venom that that Christina Applegate can bring, like her eyes, like she is she is doing Tony Collette and Hereditary work for me. Oh yeah, yeah. It's and, and not for nothing. Linda Cardellini is a joy to watch. Like she also uh, like she's so goofy mm-hmm. and like, but also like is a smart cookie at the same time. But like also doesn't know what the hell she's doing. And I just love her. I love the two of them together. Like they're yeah. so like. The stakes are so high. Like I was very stressed out, but it's like just the, just a perfect amount of stress. I don't know how else mm-hmm. to say that because like mm-hmm. normally I'm like I can't deal with this like Breaking Bad levels of like secrecy and like you know everything's gonna come out, you know what happens in the dark. Colin comes out into the light or whatever. That, that I line did. Was. Lear- I did hear that. In, yeah, uh, a, a certain Juju's finger season. on the shoulder. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah. <laughs> that finger um, oh that finger that me i love it oh uh, yeah but yeah i i i don't know why i didn't push for you to wash it wash it watch it uh quicker i just assumed that you in some way i thought you had already done so or but it is like you text me it's everything you love it's, it's grief everything. it's comedy it's women Oh, it's so it's, many women. It's wine. It's a beautiful homes, beautiful yeah. gowns. <laughs> yeah, beautiful gowns. Yeah, it's it's everything I love. I mean, it's so much grief, and I love grief. It's so much talking through tears that I I do think when it's like when someone needs to sell me on something, I'm like, what's the lady acting, and what's the talking through tears of it all? Like, how yes. much am I getting? And dead to me just delivers. And yeah, Linda Cardellini is. It took me a like. Christina Applegate's character, her performance, like it is unmissably good. Like she is, yeah. She's she's tough and she's angry and she's full of like grief, rage, and she breaks down a lot. Like you can't miss how good it is. But Judy, Linda Cardellini's character, it like it took me a while to see. Oh wow! Like this is so nuanced. Like there's so many layers here, and this is such mm-hmm. an intricate character. And and certainly the the last couple episodes of season two, that breakdown scene in the car where she just finally, like you've been waiting uh, almost two seasons for her to finally just break the fuck down. And it's yes. so good. Oh, it's so good. Natalie Morales, who plays Michelle. Yeah. Um, who also plays Lucy in Parks and Rec. Um, mm-hmm. That whole sort of storyline with her and Judy as, as well as, um, her name in the show is Detective Perez, but it's Diana Maria Riva. Uh, that mm-hmm. at the end of that one episode where you find out how they're all connected, I was like, uh, "What? Yeah, uh, oh, it's Perez it's is Perez is so good. Like the that character, the way she evolves in season two, and yes. what we see towards the end, and like the car scene, that scene, yes, the car scene. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Like." I ended up loving that character. Yeah. Like I normally like the detective is, you know, in a, in these shows, it's just kind of a functional figure. But I think it's what I love about the show is like, it's a lot of the episodes are written by women, directed by women. The movie, the show is full of women. They do diversity casting so well without it being tokenism. It's, it's so like, I love how the women and the men like become so much more than you expect in the show. And uh yeah natalie morales i i recognized her from uh from parks and rec because mm-hmm. i was like oh she's in parks great and rec- she is so good go ahead sorry yeah I you. oh yeah but yeah she's so good in this because as lucy in parks and rec she has some clunky lines like yeah 
it's not her fault, but she has some clunkadunk lines being like the straight man to Tom. Yeah. But uh, in this, she's fabulous. Like I, yeah. I didn't realize that she was a lesbian um, until they reveal it. I was like, oh yeah, she has such great lesbian energy. Yes. I love it. Yes. Yeah. I was fully on board. And if the, if you are gonna have one man in you know a show filled with women, make it James Marston every time because he is just. Yeah. He's great. He's doing great, great work. I would love to have seen like a nomination for him, like a supporting yeah. actor nomination. Like that would have been great. I I I stand by. We had talked about that however many episodes ago. Yeah. Like he is reliably good in everything he's in, and yes. in this, yeah, he's he's doing double duty. Like he's really great. He is. I remember um, the end of that episode. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh it re- I just oh, I love Dead to Me, and of course, like you know, got to the end of season two, and I'm like clutching my hair, like, wait, what? Like, yes, it, like as the show unravels, you think, oh, how are they going to complicate this more? How are they going to keep this going for another season? And then they figure it out. Yeah, uh, it's yeah, nuts. and special mention uh, to Francis Conroy as yes, as the as, mother, as, yes, as Steve's oh. mom. Is it Ben who's the brother? Ben. ben and Steve. Yeah, Ben, ben is Steve. the Ben is the brother. Yeah. Yes, and that she is beautiful. fabulous. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love Francis Conroy. Um Yeah, Dead to Me is Now, here's the thing, cuz it's Linda Cardellini and Christina Applegate are up against Catherine O'Hara, I, I believe, know. for the Emmy. That category, man. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah. I mean, I it's tough because obviously I love Catherine O'Hara and I think that she's doing, you know, career best work Mm -hmm. but it's like man this is the sophie's choice no one's asking me to vote but if i had to christina applegate is just as impactful like it's like i'm obsessed with her in this show i'm obsessed she's an incredible actress and she always has been and i'm so glad that she has this vehicle her and linda both like we need more shows like this i just Mm -hmm. and it's it's in that weird category of like dramedy right it's like she is yeah it almost reminds me it's not necessarily i wouldn't categorize this as a dramedy too but um in the comeback it's like lisa kudrow and especially in season two like she got nominated for the emmy but like no one knew about that show and i think more people know about dead to me than they know about the comeback maybe that might be a bold statement Mm. but also like not everyone i know has watched it like i will bring it up every once in a while and they're like oh yeah i heard that was good it was it's sort of that kind of energy right and i'm like Mm -hmm. well you need to get on it because it's two seasons and and once people do they're like holy shit yes this is like yeah why have i not watched sooner seriously and i think part of it is like it's just the glut of content on Netflix. Yeah. I mean, there's just so many shows and miniseries and, and short form stuff that like you or like, you know, four episode, you know, uh, limited series, things like that, where I'm sure they're all great. I'm sure it's ton. There's tons of great acting and great stories and, and whatnot. But like after a while, like there's almost too much on Netflix for me to find something versus, you know, when a you know a great show would come out on HBO, it's like oh that really stands out because it's not like there's tons of shows on HBO right now. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's true. I 
uh, to kind of cap off this conversation, I did not necessarily do any Emmy homework this week, but we'll count it as your Emmy homework <laughs> that yeah. you did it. Yeah, it counts for You'd both already of done us, this right? homework. I, I cheated yeah. off your paper, so and then I turned it in. That's, so fair. that's, good. Um, that's fair. But I, I am looking to watch something between now and next week, especially since I'm on vacay. Um, yeah. I don't know what that'll be. I, I would love to watch something like short. <laughs> um but mm. i don't know what that is at the same time or like it's some sort of like special or uh i'll figure it out i'm excited to kind yeah. of that'll be a nice little fun project for me yeah i mean you know next on my list is i'm gonna give it a go with Watchmen, and i'm gonna Ooh, educate okay. myself on gene smart so good, yeah good, good, good. i would say if i were to make any recommendations granted it's not emmy related but i would strongly re- recommend I may destroy you on HBO. Yes. It's did we talk about it last week, phenomenal. or did you just talk about it? It was my BSA of the week last week. Oh, it week. was. That's right. Yes, and I think yeah. maybe that's, but it hasn't been nominated. Not that not that I won't watch it because it hasn't been nominated, but um, but it doesn't count as Emmy homework. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Extra credit. Um, <laughs> extra credit. It's. I mean, I and I feel like maybe just like the timing of when it came came out, maybe they'll get nominated next year, mm-hmm. but. I'd be shocked if this show doesn't get yeah. awards. Okay. Like it's really incredible. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that's. Uh, I I can't believe I waited this long, but dead to mm. me is alive uh, to you. That was alive terrible, to but, me. Uh, I'm living yes. for it. I know yes, I'm gonna say the go. same thing. Yeah. Um, well, and that brings us to obviously our final segment, which of course is our BSA of the week, which is, uh, as folks may know, is an actor or a performance or a food or a song or a thing or anything in our lives that is acting as the best supporting actress of our lives this week. Mm. Uh, so what's your nominees, winners? What's your BSA of the week? I don't have any nominees. I was trying to think of, uh, them last night and this morning. And you think with like vacation, I would just be like watching, everything but i've just been unfortunately still consumed with the real housewives of new york i know i know (laughs) but uh (laughs) it's it's incredible um so and i will not i will not apologize as will uh willem said no um but i am gonna give my bsa of the week to my grandma who turned 80 this past sunday uh her name is dorothy and we had All a right. great party Hello, my name her. is Dorothy. Hello, my name is Dorothy, <laughs> yes. Um, she is a lover of crafts. She um, does... Um, uh, this year is kind of sad because she, uh, because of COVID. She makes everything mm. herself. She does a lot of... Um, what is that called? Plastic canvases, uh, canvas, you know, like what you like the Kleenex boxes that you put like over the Kleenex box. You know what I'm talking oh. about? Oh, like, With yeah, yarn. like the little... like yeah. a. Like a little cozy. Yeah. For, for, uh, yeah. yeah uh-huh. like, and she makes yeah. like Santa Clauses and she loves snowmen. That's one of her um, her biggest jams. But a lot of, uh, I almost said yard sales, a lot of craft shows are canceled because of COVID. So she's mm. a little bummed by that, but she's still making crafts. Um, so she's also a big lover of puzzles. She got like 60 puzzles um, for her birthday. And <laughs> she was fixated on one because she loves snowmen. There was a snowman that was upside down in this like winter scene and she just couldn't get past it. She was like, oh my gosh, how do you build an upside down snowman? We're like, grandma, just keep moving on. She couldn't. Uh, yeah, it's a puzzle. Yeah, yeah, it's a puzzle. It's okay. Um, and she got a whole bunch of gift cards for half price books because there's mm-hmm. typically this like huge book sale at like one of the convention centers near Pittsburgh where it's like, I think it's sponsored by Half Price Books and like books are dirt cheap, but that was also canceled because of COVID. So we're just trying to make up for like 
ways to keep her occupied. We had a great yeah. cake. Um, it was chocolate cake with white frosting, and it was like that whipped frosting. I'm really not uh-huh. one for a store-bought cake. I don't. I'd rather have like, I don't know. Give me like a Betty Crocker, Duncan Hines with a can of chocolate yeah. frosting. But uh, this one was good. I liked it a lot. We had Italian food. It was great. So here's to well, you, happy Grandma. Happy birthday, Grandma. Yeah. 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 All right. Um, well, my BSA of the week is clearly Christine Applegate. Yes. I, like, I am. I, like, I think I'm going to do. I need to rewatch it, obviously, Ooh, but I think please. I'm going to do and in the details on my favorite talking through tears moments Ugh, of Dead to yay. Me. Yay. Good, good, good. Yeah. It, I, like, I am obsessed. I'm, it's the same feeling I had when I walked out of the theater after Hereditary, where I was like, I I can't this is this is it this is it this is what I love and I'm I am just uh I am so impressed so thank you for getting that onto my radar I appreciate it oh I'm so glad I'm I'm apologize that I didn't push it sooner I I didn't know well even though I knew that you'd like it I feel like we never had that conversation or if we did it was like in passing like I I would I wouldn't build it up yeah. as much, uh, but I'm kind of glad that I didn't yeah. build it up as much because you had that much more of like a, a reaction to it as well. Oh, yeah, I had I had my ex- I had no expectations or like I didn't know what to expect. I had no expectations. I didn't know what to expect. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's time to be played yeah, off. Exactly. I think I just oh, got played off is. right now. <laughs> yeah, there it is. <laughs> uh, well, all that being said, uh, where can folks find more of you? Uh, they can find me. Yes, Girlfriends is on hiatus. I'm still just like taking my time with the bad gay pod. Um, so they could find mm-hmm. me here and they could also find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Nick Kuchanov. How about you, Colin? All right. Well, uh, you could find me on my other podcast in the details, The Celebration of Nuance. Finally just put out a new episode yeah, where there is some dead to me talk yeah. on there. Um, some preliminary dead to me talk. And uh, of course on All Right Mary, talking about drag. And uh, nowadays, now with All Stars 5 over, we're, we're releasing our uh, Canada's Drag Race episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a fun watch if you haven't mm-hmm. seen it. Um, and you can find me on Twitter at Colin Drucker and Instagram at Colin Drucker underscore. And you can find both of us in a best supporting capacity on Twitter at BSA Pod. Yeah, and you can send us an email at thebsapod at gmail.com if you have any comments on Dead to Me or Wet Hot American Summer. What are your opinions? And also, yeah. we don't say this too often, but uh, if you guys love the podcast and want to spread it, give us a five-star review. We're at 39 right now. Can we get a 40 by the end of uh, by next week? Is it possible? Is it that possible? 39 is just like, it's like that penultimate number too. But um, you guys have been great. We've been getting some emails mm-hmm. um, and people have been talking on Twitter. It's just been lovely to see all that. And we also appreciate it. Spread yeah. the word. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Um, and thank you to all of our BSAs of the week, uh, of, the, of this episode, yes. from Amy Poehler to Janine Garofalo, Janine. Christopher we'll Maloney. Throw Elizabeth Banks in there with her barbecue face. <laughs> totally. Uh, I'm not mad at a barbecue face. Um, and of course, Maloney's crop top oof, uh, and his butt. He has a great butt. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking of Oz now. Well, time to go. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Take a cold shower. Yeah, and that, as they say, (laughs) is that. (laughs) 